This Season of Good is sponsored by Musicbed. Musicbed represents over 700 indie artists and composers with record label quality music for you to license. Also, check out musicbed.com for more information on their subscription service, giving you unlimited access for all your projects. As a good listener, you can get one month free off any subscription type. Just head to musicbed.com slash good and use coupon code good at checkout. This season of good is also sponsored by Film Supply. Licensed stock footage from world-class filmmakers. Plus, if you're short on time, they have free footage research available to help you find exactly what you need. Learn more at filmsupply.com. From a distance. In, in I'm scared you. I'm so hear you. Oh, my God. You're on a size of this innocent teddy. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, let's go ahead and end this. It's been nice talking to you, Jay. We're off to a good start. Yeah. Jay, where are you right now? Where are you based at? I am in Vancouver, which is not where I'm based, but it's where I am. This is not my house. It's my office. I'm at work. Oh, um, nice. Because we are, yeah, it's, what time is it here? It's six o'clock and yeah, shooting a movie. So I'm here <laughs> prepping. Uh, the, guys, the mo- when do you guys start? What's that? When do we start? When do you guys- um, we start in March. Wait, so is this, uh, is this, is this Peter Pan and Wendy? This, is that what you're This is Peter Pan and Wendy, which I had some kind of, my, I'm actually, my computer's on my Peter Pan and Wendy book, but yes, I, this is Peter Pan and Wendy. How exactly does the um, the uh, the thonged man make his way into Peter Pan and Wendy? Just, well, this is this is just a reference, <laughs> but this is one of this is one of Wendy's brothers. Uh, he has a teddy bear, you know, his Amazing. his teddy, and this is just a reference of a very old teddy bear, but it's not the teddy bear, so I think it's okay for me to show it. It's just a, just a random teddy bear. It's just um, a teddy bear. I what can you um, what can you tell us about the movie without giving obviously? You know, anything you well, um, it is, what can I tell you? It's going to be great. <laughs> Who, who's, who's directing? Who's the collaborators? David Lowry, yeah. who I work with a lot, um, as I'm sure you know. Uh, and um, the same, T- Toby um, Hallbrooks is the other writer who we, is also part of the family, the creative family. And it's the same producers who did Pete's Dragon. So we're all just kind of getting back together to make this other Disney movie. And we were on before the pandemic. The pandemic shut us down. So it's been really nice to get everyone back together. Um, Not everybody, because some people didn't didn't manage to come back. But um, yeah, there was that moment of feeling like we've been on this movie. We've been making this movie for years. I can't tell you how long I've been attached to Peter Pan. And it was finally happening. Sets were getting built. And then the pandemic came along. And it was heartbreaking to walk away from feeling like we were about to just make something um, that meant so much to all of us. And then it feels really um, like a blessing to honestly, there's no other better word to be back, <laughs> to be back. Yeah. yeah. For, for someone like you, Jade, who's, you know, um, it seems like a lot of your work is obviously happening on set in some ways, but maybe the, the majority of it happens kind of prior did like the extra time, is that frustrating or did it give you more time to wrap your head around things? Um, it's actually been, it's of course frustrating because in some ways you're, you're moving towards a target at a certain speed once you're getting close to shooting, you know, so you're prepping, yeah. you're prepping. And then it's really frustrating in the sense that 
you, you, your brain can only contain so much information for so long. And when you take a hiatus of like seven months, it's, you come back and people are like, how about this? I'm like, I don't even remember. What is that? Or, you know, like people are, they're like, do we have a design for this? And I'm like, I think we did. Or did we just, even David and I are both looking at stuff like, did we decide on this? Or what was the reason? I don't remember. So it's frustrating in that sense that you spend so much time Cause it's, it's like a muscle you have to train to, to retain yeah. all this information. And you're like training yourself to be like, this set needs this. I need this here. This has to be here. These are all the reasons. And then you, it yeah. lays dar- dormant for seven months and then you come back and the, the movie and the visuals are still in my head. And, you know, we've got all concept art and, and designs, but I'm, there's the little details you have to kind of go back and remember, but it has gotten better. The script got better. It was already great, but it got even better. And we had more time. We were very rushed the first time around. Our we didn't have a lot of time. They were had a release date that was quite tight, and we were yeah. having to move very quickly to to design and and get stuff going, um, which was frustrating. And this time around, we had a lot of time to rethink things, and so we came back and we had time to make it better. So yeah. now, yeah, there's all this time to sort of revisit, you know the iconic sets and some of it was already is very most of the stuff we didn't touch and we didn't change from when we left before the hiatus but there were some big things that we had time to sort of think about and and make better and it's exciting Um, it's it's funny like i came back and i was like what was i thinking with this wallpaper i hate it (laughs) i hate all of it (laughs) jade obviously working with david you get to work with a lot of different kind of budgets and stuff i would love to hear your take on the difference between a ghost story and working on something on a bigger budget, maybe like the green Knight or, you know, or this movie you're doing right now. Um, maybe talk a, b- a little bit about how you approach it differently on a smaller scale versus the bigger scale stuff. In, in some ways, the approach is always the same where you start with the story and the characters and, and you go from there, always trying to, to stay honest and, um, um, to the story, you know, always just, that's sort of where I always start, no matter what the size is. Um, I guess the difference is there's, there's different stresses, you know, you don't have enough money. So you're like, how am I going to do this? There's no money. And when you have all the money, there's always still budget constraints, but you're still like, how am I going to do this? I I don't want to mess it up. I have all the money. I have no excuse. <laughs> it's, like, it's a different value of stress. It's like, oh my God, I have zero reason to get this wrong. <laughs> so like, except it's yeah. like my fault. You know, I don't have the, t- yeah. I don't, I can't rely on being like, it's low budgets. What are people like, it's a guy in a sheet. What are people going to expect? It's yeah. a house. Who, it's a different, it's just a different level, but it's always the amazing thing about working with David is that it's, always feels the same when you're on set and you're working mm. just like the vibe is the same whether there's a hundred people on set or there's like four there's a sense of intimacy and family and that never changes i think some people are always afraid once you move up to bigger movies that you lose that and i can say that i've never felt more close like when we were on in new zealand on, on pete's dragon it was a huge movie and it was like we were all crying with all the crew and we had to leave. We we're so sad. <laughs> I mean, it's so close. So you're with people for so much longer. So you actually get yeah. more of that, that intimacy. But it's um is yeah, there it's just a, that he's doing practically that, that is shaping that sort of culture a little bit. David is just he yeah, he's one of a kind. You know, he's so open to everyone of being a collaborative um experience, but he is also very much driving the vision. He because he's the writer and his scripts are so detailed and colorful. It's like, it all starts there, but he, he just creates a space for people to want to have ideas and to um, 
feel like it's it's an experience that we're all putting something into it. You know, he, he doesn't create, he's, there's no ego there of like, I'm the director, I'm the boss, this is my show. It's very much like, he's very humble is the word. He's so humbled. He's, it's just kind of like, thank you for being here is always the feeling you get from David. Like, he's just like yeah. so grateful that everyone's there and he, you get a sense of someone who's constantly just like, feels so lucky that he gets mm. to be making movies. And I think the way he works as a leader, as a, as a collaborator, just makes you want to do your all. So what I find is that everybody from, you know, the camera assistant to the PAs all want to do their best because David's such a great, nice guy. They want to make sure, you know, yeah. so it's, it's kind of just that. It's just creating an energy yeah. of of coming to work and having fun. You know, it's always like there's always room to laugh. There's always room to make jokes, um, to have a sense of humor. But it's also there's a sense of, of, of wanting to make something that's beautiful and artful. So you kind of get yeah. that nice balance where it's like, we're making a movie. Let's not be so serious because it's not, you know, but also like, let's make something really good. So it's like, that's always a hard yeah. balance. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't, it's like making movies is so hard and you already have to put so much of yourself into it. So how, how do we find a way to enjoy this process? Yeah. <laughs> it's already to. so painful to like for you know i think david understands that you know it's painful for him to be as a director and, and, and an yeah. artist to give and to, to feel that stress that you might not be what you're doing is who's going to like it is it going to be good but he understands that everybody feels that way so he's yeah. he's like very delicate you know it's not like he doesn't yell there's no yelling yeah and i've learned so much from him of, of i used to be a monster no i was <laughs> I <just> yell at <laughs> everybody <laughs> No, no. Yeah, you see it. You can see it. No, but I've learned. Um, I've learned. Yeah, I've learned so much from him. So it's been a great journey. We've we've worked together for so long and, and know each other for so long. So it's nice. Okay, I definitely want to dig in to all of that. Um, but let's let's take a trip down memory lane to younger, naive Jade. Um, <laughs> Yeah, t- uh, tell us kind of how you got started and and uh, what kind of drew you into to doing this in the first. We're place. gonna take it to back all the way to Ty West, so the Ty West days. Hell yeah! Yes, who I'm just you know t- I was just texting with because he's in New Zealand making a movie now with all my other family film family, and this is the first time I don't get to, to work with him on a movie, so it's sad. Dang. Um, yeah. But um, I started in film. When I, you know, I, I, let's see, I guess first I went into photography because that's what I thought I wanted to do. And then I fell in love with film because I took a class and I was like, what? This is amazing. Wait, is this like high school or? This is called, I I knew I wanted to do photography in high school. And then I went into, I'm from Montreal. So we have something called CJEP, which is two years of college after high school. And then you go to college for three years. So it's a little different. It means you can kind of pick and choose. I went into creative arts. I knew I wanted to do arts. I like was like fuck nine to five, and I'm doing that. And can I swear on this podcast? Oh yes. (laughs) Just checking. I was like fuck that shit, and I was like, and then I decided I wanted to do um, film because I took I took a film class, and I just I don't remember what movie it was. You know, I just remember I one movie I remember watching my first film class was like Baraka, and I was just like, (laughs) I was just so like. In like what? And I, I actually was more in love with documentary filmmaking at the beginning of my career. I just really was like, I want to do this. And so I, I transferred into film. I went into film and then I was working on the, you know, I had a, we were doing the Bolex and the Steenbeck and we're doing all that shit. And um, I got an internship in LA. I wanted to kind of go to see what that would be like to just work for. So I worked for free for um, Muse, who's a prolific um, producer, Chris Hanley. 
mm. who was really big in the 90s. He was doing, you know, they did Virgin Suicides, Buffalo yeah. 66, American Psycho. Um, and Can I ask you a question, Jay? Yeah. You don't have, to, how, how old are you? I'm 39. Okay. I'm yeah. just curious. It's like even, even shooting like bullets and, and, and like the flatbed cutters and stuff. I was curious. Yeah. Kind of where you were. No, anyway, I mean, people going. either think I'm younger or, or they, or they usually are like, you can't believe you're turning 39 or they can't believe that I'm only 39. <laughs> it's like one or the other. <laughs> it's like someone, my construction coordinator said that to me the other day, you're only 39. I was like, am I supposed to be older? <laughs> because it's more that's, do I look older? But it's more the sense I'm, you know, I'm in charge of all these people. So well, I would think you were, <laughs> I would think you were younger. And then I look at your IMDb and, and then you know, that's it. Yeah. And then, and then like, it seems like I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. Keep going. I um, yeah. When I wanted to do an internship to sort of see what the real film, you know, what it was like. So yeah. I worked for the Hanleys and then I, I quickly kind of, just became the office manager because they didn't really have anybody in that, but they had like <laughs> someone, I mean, I love the Hanleys, but anyone who knows them, so unorganized, like complete disaster. Yeah. And then because there was room for that, I'm like pretty personable. I am like, I am not afraid of difficult people. And they're like a total bunch of weirdos. And I just kind of got in there and I became like an associate producer on yeah. Asia's movie, um, The Heart is Deceitful. And then I did, um, another one called Edmund, which was a David Mamet one for them. And then I hated what I was doing. I really didn't like production, like despised it. Yeah. So then I produced a movie called Lying for Anne Blash. I started as like- I've, the, I've seen this movie. Oh, you have it? That was the beginning of my of my career really. It started there because I, I, I was the production manager on that. And then I kind of just did everything. And I became like, I had a producer credit by the end of it. And it was such a small movie. So the other movies were a little bit bigger and I didn't have set. I wasn't on set all the time. I didn't have the same kind of interaction, but I was yeah. really there for all of it from the scouting to everything. So I got to really see what everybody was doing. And I got to know the production designer, Tim Grimes. And I was just like, well, you guys, you look, looks really cool. <laughs> like, that looks really fun. Cast too. That's such a crazy. It was movie. really fun. It was fun. Um, and I, and I went on to design a movie for M, uh, not a movie, a commercial with M like a couple years ago. And it was so fun because we hadn't seen each other for so long. It was great. That's amazing. But I was just like, what do you guys do? And he said, yeah, if you, you should do our department. He was just starting as a production designer. He was a props. So he yeah. was still like really, you know, in, in the green of that world. And then he um, said I could come work on a movie with him in um in la as like uh you know just doing everything and it was we were like a two-person department so yeah. it was like yeah i was like the set deck prop master and i just learned that's the great thing about indie film and, and art department is you just read the script and you go all right so i, I read it i got to do this you need this i can figure this out it's like easy to figure out on a, when it's a small scale when you're just like yeah. it's not doesn't involve builds and a bunch of stuff you're like i'm gonna paint this wall i'm gonna bring some props so i learned the nitty-gritty way and then i um did another movie and then th this is what i'm like remembering what happened next so then he got <laughs> he got cabin fever 2 as a job which was like his biggest yeah. movie as a production designer and then i was the set decorator and that is how i met ty west Okay. I was decorating Cabin Fever 2, and that's really where my career starts. Cabin Fever 2. And I get there, and there's Ty, and Ty's the same exact age as I am. And he was just like, it was the first time he was doing like a union kind of budget movie, and he's just sort of yeah. standing there in the office like, like, what's up? And I was like, what's up? <laughs> and, just like, and we just got along really well, and we worked closely together on that film. And he loved Tim, but Tim was off doing like The Wrestler 
when yeah. Ty had his next project. So he asked me if I wanted to design House of the Devil. And that's yeah. it. That's how it started. Okay. And I was like, yeah. Tell me about the the leap. Because, I mean, that seems like a pretty significant leap. In, in, well, at in that a, point, I had been decorating for quite a bit on um, different movies. And when you're sort of decorating a, on low-budget movies, it's like if there's no builds and you're really just going and painting wallpaper and decorating, yeah. that's kind of like on a big, huge movie. It's basically the, the, your job as a decorator. That's your job. It's what you do. So it's like, I mean, wallpaper even falls under the decorating on like big yeah. budget movies. So it just, it, it wasn't that big of a leap because I knew the language and I knew Thai and um, it felt like it was what I was, I was already doing. Cause I was, yeah. I'm somebody, those who know me well would say hard time staying in my lane. <laughs> So I'm always like overstepping the lines of like what, who does what. So I was always so involved as a decorator that it yeah. felt natural for me. Like I was frustrated as a decorator because I wanted, and because I, when I was decorating for Tim, I had access to the directors and I knew really yeah. what, what everybody wanted. So I already felt like, okay, this feels normal. And, and the leap, it didn't feel huge. I mean, it was stressful because it was on me. I was already like doing lookbooks, you know, I was always like helping Tim with his lookbook. So I, yeah. I already knew that part of it. So it, it, it kind of just happened. It's such a long time ago. I can barely remember. Remember, it's funny because, you know, I did four movies with Ty and his designer for this movie emailed me and was like, or called me wanting some advice and asking for my blessing to do it. And he was like, what, what is Ty like? And what do you want? Like, what's his thing for wh how he likes to be presented stuff? And I was like, dude, I did those so, so long ago. I didn't do anything back then. I was just like, here's your set. <laughs> I was like such a different designer that it's like anything you do will be great because it, it was like, I didn't, it's not like we were drafting plans and doing floor. Like we weren't doing any of that stuff. It was like run and gun. Like here's, we had no money and it's like, here's some wallpaper. What do you think of this? And then like show up in the day. And, yeah. But, but Ty and I were very in sync. So he was, always by the time we were doing our second movie he trusted me after house of the devil that he yeah. would just be like whatever you think you know and and it just flowed like there was never really any issues um i'm curious like it seems like you and ty west kind of like had this thing like where you worked together on several films and same thing with with david um does it get easier and easier? What is that communication? How, how does it change the more experience you have with a, a director and, and a team? It gets easier. I mean, it's different ways to look at it. Um, I think on a big movie like this, it's what I always hear from my team is that it's so nice that the director and I are on the same page because there's so much experience when the design and the director aren't. And there's constant yeah. like the, the props and set deck are always like, I don't know. She likes this. He likes that. Or she likes this. She likes this. And they're trying to figure it out. But Dave, I always, no matter what, sometimes I like to test myself and I never want to just speak for David. So I'll be always like, when I look at props or set deck or drawings that, you know, people are bringing to me, I'm like, they're like, it's great. I'm like, yeah, but I'm pretty sure David. And then I'll, but I'll be like, let's just see what David says. And 99% yeah, yeah. of the time, David always picks the exact same thing I pick. So we're pretty much aligned in that way. But sometimes what I worry about, I'm always like, I worry sometimes like, oh, am I limiting David? Because I'm just thinking exactly because our brains are so melded. I think the same way. Mm -hmm. Am I limiting him in the sense that I'm not bringing something out of his mind, like scope of what he might imagine. So I, I worry yeah. about that. Like I lose sleep. I'm like, well, if David, if there's someone else who wasn't so in sync in the way that David thinks, maybe they would offer him something so different, you know? So sometimes yeah. that's the, 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 the thing that keeps me up, but I that's do. So I'm weird. always, it's so weird because all of his films are so different. 
You know what yeah. I mean? The fact that you can, you know, every single story being so different, you guys are still on the same page within that world. That's I think that's we just rare. have the same, we think about storytelling um, in the same way. So when I'm, when I read David's script for the first time, I always just start sending him images kind of like, like this, like this. And, and that's how we start. It's just sort of this back and forth. And it's always immediately like, yeah, like that. But then some, but, but what I'm finding is that as we both grow as filmmakers, David is pushing and he's pushing sort of his, the way he thinks of the world, which is pushing me to think also like expand, you know, and, and think sometimes, you know, during, after the pandemic or right before we came back, he sort of threw, threw something at me. Like I was thinking this and I'm not going to say it, obviously I don't want to give it away. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's different. But you know, we started working that direction and it's like, totally, it's totally cool. It's like not what I would have thought of originally. So it's nice to sort of have that, you know, that space and to kind of see him moving in other directions. And and I'm trying, and we're both trying to push each other. Like, you know, I try to push him out of his comfort zone sometimes in other directions. Like uh, David tends to like really muted wallpapers and nothing too loud, but I'm like, when we're, you're in a Disney movie with kids, I'll be like, yeah. well, let's try a little, like, what about? And it's like, it's a, always a delicate process to get there and um but i think we always do you know but as you know there's always learning even on the lot the green night there's like, i look back and the, the thing that always happens we never have enough time even on a movie like this but we didn't have that movie there was not enough time for prep at all and there's things you always go back and go oh i wish and it's like dave and i always have the same feelings of like oh, i wish we had yeah. done that or i wish we had you know fought for something other but it's you learn as you go and figure it out for the next one now david doesn't compromise like he used to be more like we'll make it work and now he's like and why should he on a movie of this size like just ask for everything that you want yeah. <laughs> like just curious going from someone like i don't know david of course uh but i would imagine that yorgos <laughs> i knew that was where you were going <laughs> i would imagine like, that's you know two different experiences uh yeah i mean you know working with someone where you kind of have like a uh, shorthand, like kind of, uh, I, I'm curious what it would be like to, to kind of enter into the Yorgos universe. I think Yorgos just stands alone as so different than honestly anyone I work with, but the common denominator is Yorgos has such a great sense of humor. <laughs> as like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think I was mostly just so nervous. Like I don't get stressed or nervous when I'm working with like, you know, tired day, well, but I was so nervous. Up, like, you get the email or whatever. I mean, I, first of all, I, I remember meeting with Yorgos and I was like, I don't have that job. There's just no, there's just no way. <laughs> Cause it's like, so odd. there was like on the phone, our, our FaceTime, it's like awkward, you know, like we had a yeah. FaceTime and Yorgos is like really funny when you get to know him, but he does have that sort of, as you can imagine, stilted, awkward kind of, and I was like, yeah, that went yeah. terrible. I told my agent, I was like, that didn't go well. And then she's like, you got the job. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I wasn't planning on working then. So I actually had to have this moment of like, I was like, I don't, I just done like, I was, I was doing ghost story. I had to leave to do that. And um, I really was trying to take some time off. I'd been working nonstop. And of course, you know, you don't say no yeah. to your ghost. So I was like, that would be crazy. I think I went on a hike. I might've taken some kind of in mushrooms or chocolate or something. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> as, as I was walking down, I was like, I have to do that movie. I have to do that movie. Which yes. of course, um, and it was, I learned so much, but working with your he's such a different filmmaker. He doesn't approach things in the same way of story and character, you know, as I was yeah. saying before, that's not 
what Yorgos is after. He's not after like, who are these characters? Where do they come yeah, from? Yeah. He's after a feeling. He's yeah. after, he wants to create sort of discomfort and, un, 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 you know, he's not trying to create like a world of layers that you can understand. He wants to actually keep you kind of everything distance. on the surface yeah. and distance. Yeah. So it's such a different, and I never worked in that way. So it was like forgetting everything I knew. And I've told this story so many times, but you know, one of the first things we're scouting and I was like, you know, I think Nicole's house, like her character, she would be someone who would get an interior designer. And he like looked at me and he said, don't even get started with that stuff, Jay. And I was like, <laughs> noted. And that was like the last time we talked about character. Wow. He's like, don't even get started with backstory. And I was like, okay. Wow. Well, how how did that, that affect a, your 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 process and uh, like decision? Honestly, it didn't because like again, when you when I read that script and knowing Yorgos's work and just reading the script, like you, I could see it very quickly. I think I yeah. got the job because I sent in a lookbook that you know that yeah. understood sort of that feeling, and it was just more about wanting to create that feeling. So constantly looking for. Um, trying to find the, the colors and the right, it was always feeling something that felt off and alienating. So you're just yeah. trying to create these spaces and these feelings. So once you just get rid of that and the characters are so, they're not meant to be fully developed. You're not really meant to understand. And yeah. once you just kind of detach yourself from that and try to detach yourself really, I remember once the AD asking uh, Yorgos and, and this is, uh, he went on to do the favorite with Yorgos and I think they're, they're really tight collaborators but he asked him once about that scene in the um the scene with um i can't remember their names anymore the colin and, and the and the and the kid in the wheelchair when he's telling him the story about his father you know and he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the story you know what i'm talking about <laughs> and until was like what is that like what is can you explain like why and and york was like i don't like what he was like what is that about it's like your was like I don't know why you were like, why do you think I know this? Like why she's like, we're going to figure it out. And they would always use this metaphor. You're like, we build the monster, then we follow sure. it and we see where it goes. And that's kind of the that. process of working with your And it's really exciting. It's like, you don't always know exactly where it's going to go. And the actors show up and then you start to see it. Like, I mean, he's so the kid, what's it? I just worked with him again. I'm so bad with names. Um, who? Oh shit. Um, He's so good that you couldn't imagine from the from reading the script on paper and then and then you see him and you're Barry, you're just like this yeah, yeah. kid has it. And then he's in the Green Knight and David was also just in love with him. He's so talented that he just takes it off the page and you're just like whoa. So it was so. I mean, Yorgos is so funny. He's such a good sense of humor. And by the end of it, it was great. And there was never any like you know. I never had any traumatic issues. I was never yeah. like crying in the car, but it was just <laughs> mostly just stressed because I wanted, you know, I, I really respect him as a filmmaker and um, I just wanted it to be right. Cause his film, yeah. you know, you don't want to be in the canon of Yorgos's films and people going, well, that one didn't, but that one didn't look yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like God, um, you know, <laughs> when you work with someone like, like Yorgos or, or, you know, someone that maybe works or thinks differently than, than maybe other directors you've worked with. Do you, do you feel yourself needing to kind of like inhabit like their brain or for example, you know, you're kind of being like, don't even talk about backstory. Do you still like, do you as an artist, like go there still? And does that inform your decision? No, or you try to no, really actually. Like I think on that one, we were really just trying to get the world to feel like that strangeness. Yeah. So we just kind of, it was almost, it was like, it's kind of like my brain is so used to working that way that it was almost like a slip. Like I just, but then when I think yeah. back on it, I was like, why would I, of course, duh. <laughs> so you kind of assume like the filmmakers, 
viewpoint in, in the decisions. I think you making. have to. And I always find it interesting when I hear about, you know, designers and, and directors like butting heads or not being able to like, because it is your job to, to bring their vision to life. I mean, you're there to bring the film to life and you, and you should fight the battles. Like even with David, I'll, you know, even today yeah. I was trying to win a battle over something, but, but you, once the director has says, like, if David's like, I really like this, I want this, then you're like, I want it too. I want it so bad. I, I love it. I'm like so in love with this. I can't, what was I thinking? You have to, and you have to convince yourself and you, and I never, there's never a moment that, you know, they decide on something, the DP and the director and, and I didn't like it. There's never, I don't like sit around sulking. You move on from it and you move on. You find a way to make it as great. Cause there's, I always just remember, like remind myself they're seeing something on the director or the DP seeing something I don't right now because they have all the shots in their head, but I have to, I trust, I trust my collaborators and I just like you dive in and you just make sure. So to me, it's always about inhabiting the director's brain and figuring out what they want yeah. and, and, and giving like, really like, you know, they're all so different, the directors I've worked with. So, but it's always just making sure that um, you're faithfully bringing yeah. their vision to life and that you're doing justice to the story. Cause there are, and there are times if I'll sit with something for a long time that I'm like, I don't like this. I just prepare a little presentation and then I bring it to the director and the DP and I'm like, this is why. And sometimes I win. Sometimes I don't, <laughs> it's not a win. You know, sometimes no, everyone's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. That makes sense. Because to, for me, I'm looking at really the whole world all the time. And the, the director yeah. will often, they have so much to do with like casting sure. this. They'll, they'll like see one location and be in love with it when they walk in. But I'm standing back and seeing how it fits in really constantly. I'm going, it's like my brain is like puzzling it together. And I have my wall, you know, I'm like, uh, and if something <laughs> pops out and I'm like, it's really jumping. I really don't like yeah. it. That's when I, I say something, yeah. I speak my piece and then, you know. But you always have to come with good reason. It can't just be like, yeah. I don't like it. It's like, what's your reason why you don't like it? This season of Good is sponsored by Musicbed. We had the chance to sit down with their CEO, Daniel McCarthy, to talk about why Musicbed exists and how they're helping creatives further their craft. We felt like there was all these indie filmmakers and a ton of indie musicians and they needed each other. Um, like we all know, like the best films are a marriage between the moving picture and music. I view it as an ongoing ecosystem that continues to, you know, increase the value of art, that continues to allow artists to support other artists. Thanks again to Musicbed for sponsoring this season of Good. As a good listener, you can get one month subscription free if you go to musicbed.com slash good. This season of Good is also sponsored by Film Supply. Here's their CEO, Daniel McCarthy, again on what makes Film Supply the best stock footage resource for films. The footage being licensed is the footage coming out of passion projects from filmmakers, and, and it's because it is the most authentic, cinematic, and it's, the, it's all the stuff that all the filmmakers have put all their blood, sweat, and tears into, and it shows. Like, you look at a clip, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a motive. I want to use that. The guys that just go out there and shoot a day for stock, like... That's not who we are. I mean, that's not what we're about. Like, we're about helping filmmakers fund passion projects and seeing the footage from these passion projects actually get used in commercial ways. Thanks again to Film Supply for sponsoring this season of Good. With Film Supply, you can license stock footage from world-class filmmakers like El Ginter, Diego Contreras, Masio Frost, and more. Plus, if you're short on time, they have free footage research available to help you find exactly what you need. Learn more at filmsupply.com. With Yargo sort of being like, almost anti-character. Uh, 
was on the other side of the coin, I guess, was something maybe like James White or something. What are those like questions that you're asking, you know, maybe for a production designer that's starting out that wants to know sort of like, I need to go come to a director with these questions to sort of spark ideas. What are those questions that you're asking? Something really character-based. At the, at the beginning, when you first meet with a director, you're gonna already going to get a sense of where they stand, like with the story and how close they are and, and what, what it means to them. So in your first meeting, like James White was a very yeah. personal story to Josh, you know, it was his story with his mother, you know, the main character was very much based on, on him. So, you know, immediately you're kind of looking at the character. So you're like, okay, well, I got all this information right here. So it's like, you know, that's, that became easy, but it becomes a lot of understanding what certain sets mean to the director. And the, the questions I always like to sit down and, and it's just ask about, um, you know, if I'm talking, I'm just trying to think back to like, you know, Itani is an interesting, interesting one to look at because it's also based on a historical sort of figure, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's like, how far are we trying to make this real and how far are we, right. are we leaning towards cinema, you know, and like, and where does it matter? Cause some are, are Mr. Rogers, like, you yeah. know, what, where are we? And, and with, with um, Craig, it's like something he would always sort of remind me is like, we're making a movie, Jade. We're making a movie and it's okay. It doesn't, you know, it's like, cause I was like, I really wanted to get the details right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, but then it's like they're lighting the skating and trying to make it not flat like they did in real right. life. And, and it's like, yeah, we're making a movie. We want to make this look good. And it's like, that's like, yeah. you know, whereas for Mr. Rogers, it's like, we really wanted it to be exactly right. So it's just knowing for each director where they stand in regards to like the, the details and, and, and what it means. And so I just like to ask, I just like to go through the whole script and talk about, and honestly it happens if I get hired for the job, use this because it happened in the meeting where we we're talking about the story and what it means and how we feel about it and how we feel about the world. And the, I do think, I really believe that the reason I've gotten where I am today is because I, I put a mean lookbook together and I spend I can spend 30 hours putting a lookbook together for a movie I don't even do. Like I don't get yeah. the job or I say I don't want the job. <laughs> even I'll still do the lookbook <laughs> because like I might want to work with that director or I wasn't really sure. And then, you know, it's like you never know the what's going to happen. But usually if I, I, I try to extract the images, put them down so the director can see them. And in our first meeting, when I show them that they're connecting to it, the, on, the trust is already building. Right. You want yeah. your director to trust. So it's really it's so much about being able to put visuals in front of them so they can see it because you can talk and talk and talk about who the characters are. But you really want to be able to, like, show them something like so inspirational images, just photographs, paintings. I go I just spend so much time online until I find an image like I will just keep looking for one image until I find the thing that goes ding. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, where what what are you kind of like uh, digging into, and and what are kind of, I mean, do you just have a library of you books? Get, you or? want me to give away my secrets? What do you? What do you? <laughs> you can speak what? generally. Speak um, very. Well, I'm gonna just no, no. I'll, I'll give a shout out to Film Grab because um, I think what he's doing is great. I want him to be able to keep making his his yeah. website because it's such a good website. If you don't, if people don't know it, it's just Film Grab. Dot com. I think there's a dash in there somewhere, but he's going in and just, do you guys know it? Film grab? Yeah. 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 I mean, so I remember using film grab when nobody knew what that was. And I was like, it's my little secret. And now everybody, <laughs> everybody knows. And sometimes I'll just email him and be like, uh, 
I noticed you don't have Itania up. But <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> when are you going to put that one up? No, I'm not. If there's movies like, you know, I've been waiting for him to put up, be like, you're going to put this movie up anytime soon. <laughs> not of mine, but others. Um, but I spend a lot of time on archives and I do, I like, yeah. I do have a ridiculous catalog. I have like a website that I use. I have my own smug, my smug mug of just my references because yeah. the problem is, you know, you get a book then it goes in a box somewhere, it goes in a shelf, and then you're on a job somewhere else and you can't get to your book. So I have photographed every, I've scanned every single one of my photo books. No. Yes. <laughs> and I have them all in, on, on my, you know, on my, on my site so that I can Are find. you uh, like tagging them and stuff? And like- I have folder, I have them tagged in different sections. I've got photo books by photographers. I've got like my design books, my architecture books. And then I have a full Jeez. section that's like, in alphabetical order, that's like barn, garage. Oh. <laughs> like, is that something? And then I have a folder that's period that'll be like, set. what I try to do is as I'm pulling, what happens is when that's you're smart. looking for images, you go down a rabbit hole and suddenly you're looking at images have nothing to do with the movie you're on, but you're like, these are so good. So you yeah. pull them and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to need these for. But if you don't put them somewhere where you'll know how to find them, they'll just yeah. get lost. And then later on, you'll get a script and you're like, fuck, I would. I saw, where did those go? <laughs> so now I've just gone to be really good about like taking the photos. Like I was just at a crazy bookstore this weekend and, and obviously you can't buy every book. So sometimes I'll be in the bookstores, like photographing the books <laughs> <laughs> or I just photograph the cover and then I go and then I'll try to like remember it so that I'm like, if I'm ever doing a movie, like I photographed once like this week and I was like, New Orleans houses. I was like, Ooh, that, or it was like houses. Of, it was a 1970s book. that was like houses of the Midwest. And I was like, I don't need this right now, but I might one day. So I'll photograph <laughs> it. I'll catalog it. And then I know where it is. <laughs> so it takes, Brilliant. and then I've got all like my, you know, my wallpapers every time I do a movie now they're like catalog so I can find every mm. research. So you just have to be good about that. And I think that is, it, it takes a long time to do lookbooks. So the more, references I can find and the more movies yeah. I do. And also every time I do a lookbook for a movie, I don't actually get, I try to keep all those, all those photos get organized also in its own. Yeah. I get a, I do a website for every movie and it's like, you know, I can go, I can be like, Ooh, it sort of makes me think of that lawyer's office. Let me go see what those yeah, research totally. photos. I just go find it. So it's like, a, you have to have a, I have like, you know, a million photos, probably not kidding at this point sort of catalog in, in a different way you know i'm writing like treatments for music videos and commercials all the time and pulling a lot of my own references so i'm very interested in your in your process <laughs> yeah i mean it's just i have so many just um different art sites i like to go to and I, i've definitely since i've been doing more period stuff rely so much on painters and now i use them for contemporary things too i just i want to talk about that a little bit um did, did that feel like like kind of going into more period stuff, did that feel like a sizable kind of transition for, for you, like uh, mentally or did it, did, does I, it kind I of think, think I like was what? yearning. I mean, okay. I hate doing contemporary stuff. I really? Do. really? Unless okay. I'm doing really um, stylized, you know, like I, Tanya, I don't, it's not, it's people might, it's contemporary period. I, I, t- I wasn't allowed to submit it to the period section, although I feel like I should have, yeah, but it, it was, con- you know, um, that's really fun, but yeah. I don't like when I'm talking about contemporary, it's just like every day, like it just wants to look like normal everyday apartment, someone's upper, you know, someone's loft or someone's like nice middle-class house. And like, I, 
I don't get any, I'm like, I'm someone who really loves timelessness and nostalgia. So I just, I thrive on things looking like period stuff. I really do. And then doing green night was so fun because we weren't really being rigid about what period we're like, we're making it up. It's a fantasy movie. Whatever we want. And that was just fun because I, I got to really think about how, what kind of medieval movie I was interested in sort of, you know, wanted to see and, and, David wanted to see and and it was just such a fun I mean that's what I love about David he's always like fuck this I'm gonna do something totally weird now <laughs> do this yeah. weird medieval movie like I love it he's just never do, do you do you feel like <clears throat> is there any part of you that kind of like like gets off on like the research of like uh you know everything being exactly you know like someone like uh Robert Eggers or something who you know he's like obsessive about every like doorknob being correct like is that something that excites you or is that like completely boring to you? <laughs> that level of detail, oh, God. Like detail, but um, like accuracy, I guess. When my, you know, art directors or set decorators come in and want to talk about doorknobs, I'm just like, I think you've got this one. You've got this. I trust you. Um, no, like I really like details, but those kind of things, I'm just like, I want them to be right. And I, and I if I saw a new doorknob, I'd be annoyed, but I hope right. I don't want to spend too much time myself looking at doorknobs. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, I on a we on a period movie like right now, we're the Peter Pan we're doing is set in uh, in, mm. in in not in present day. It's like 1911, you know, okay. London, and it's been really fun to do the Darling House and to really yeah. think about um, what it would have looked like and trying to get that right and and really building the details. And I do really get excited about old wallpaper. I love, yeah, get excited about old windows. Um, you know, don't want glass and glass needs to look old. The, all that stuff and the doorknobs and the wood, everything. I do get upset like that. But when it comes to like me wanting to spend time looking at doorknobs, yeah. no. <laughs> or just like hardware when it's like, here are the brackets. I'm like, because I have so much other stuff. My brain can't yeah, contain. Yeah. Like I'm just like lamp pictures. Yes. I get very excited about lamps and okay. fabric. And, yeah. you know, I spend a lot of time thinking about the floor and, and making sure and doing that research. But I try to just let, you know, but I do. It's like, it's so much work. It's so much work. I <laughs> mean, sleepless nights, like spent looking at uh, the doorknobs. Yeah. But I, um, <laughs> I do love period movies and uh, I wish I could just do period movies all the time. All why? the time. Yeah. Why? Because ever since I was a kid, I loved antiques and I love, like my favorite thing is to go to an estate sale or an antique store and like yeah. find estate sales. Let's be honest, like someone else's house and like, you're just in their house so yeah, cool, yes. opening their closets and like taking out their clothes. And you're just like, yeah. that's what I love about making sets. It's like, I'm recreating this world that someone yeah. that, and it belongs to somebody, you know? So yeah. I, I love picking up something old and feeling like mm. different characters. Like I, I, you know, I used to want to be an archeologist when I was a kid. That's what I, I want to be Indiana Jones. Um, which is not really an archaeologist. Exactly. (laughs) And what I find is that this job, in some ways, I think of it like being an archaeologist, like you're digging away and you're and when you're in like an antique store, you're like online on eBay and you're looking and you're looking at research. I'm constantly just digging away, trying to do the research and figure out like, who are these people when I'm doing Mm. that kind of non-Yorgos movie? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, so it is, it feels, um, when I'm doing a peer movie, it's just more exciting for me because contemporary, contemporary films, there's certain contemporary films that are great if they're style, if they have like an, an interesting story and, and, and they're, it's like the living in the South in the middle of nowhere, something like that. There's something interesting there, but yeah. it, I think I try to choose movies that like even marriage story, that one's like 
that one's a little bit more like contemporary sort of, you know, it's like a stretch. It's not as exciting. And there's so many yeah, locations. That's exactly what I was going to bring up is, is, um, it's like so many locations. I'm like, no, why so many, <laughs> so many, <laughs> but it's, How, um, what, tell me about the decision-making of like, you know, I'm thinking about, um, Adam Driver's like kind of uh, empty apartment. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's where I got to, I wanted that. to have, I wanted to, you know, that's where I really wanted to do something that was just like the most un aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. Yeah. Ha- like, you know, people think movies always have to be beautiful and sets have to be beautiful. I yeah. think that there's beauty in the benign and sort of banal of like yeah. that, that, how that apartment is so much of like where he is in his life at the time. And, 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 <laughs> With Noah, it's like he was all about it, you know. Just like, yeah, let's just find something really. Empty I honestly and can't think about that apartment and not think about <laughs> the scene where he cuts himself. I <laughs> that so might good. be the funniest scene of the entire year. It's so good. It's so good. She's so good. That woman who oh plays the social worker. No, it's so good. But it is weird when you're just looking for like an ugly. You know, we looked at so many ugly apartments. You just can't even imagine. That's where sounds we like up. a fun scout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> scouting them, scouting LA. Oh my God, please never. Oh. No, but it's that's a different process. But it's like that story is such a good, it's such a good script that it's like you want to serve the script and you want to bring it to life. But it, it's it's so it's like if this. It's all, I don't know, the process of figuring out what movies to do always has to do with like who the director is and what the script is, script is always. It's like, who do you want yeah, to work it, with? And it, it definitely seems, you know, looking at the work that you've done and I don't, I don't know, do, do production designers get kind of like typecast as doing like a certain thing? It oh, seems like absolutely. You, you I have, have a, you know, I have friends, I have friends, I'm not going to say his name that I love dearly as a product designer. I love to make so much fun because I'm like, oh, another rom-com you're doing? Is this, this is your thing now, right? Just do it. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, are you sure this is for you? Does it seem like it's enough like, you know, Rob Cobbish going on? No, you do get typecast. And um, I think even me because, uh, but luckily because David <laughs> is always doing such different stuff. I can, I'm, allow, I'm able yeah. to kind of step out of it, but often it's like real gritty, like Jade. <laughs> Like, yeah. she's good for that. And, you know, like I want to do like big builds and I want to do like sci-fi, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but so my, the collaborators I've, I work with time and time again, I've gone into sort of switch gears with them because they don't like to do the same thing. You know, Ty is always doing something different. Like, well, yeah, Dave is always doing something different. So it's, it's nice to be able to um, change, you know, I think green Knight is so different than anything I've done. For sure. That's exciting. It's, is that the, I'm, I'm looking here, I, I have your IMDb pulled up here. Is that the most like full on, maybe I'm totally wrong, like period, period piece that you've done? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, that, you know, Pete's Dragon had a lot of builds, but I think Green Knight had more and we had way less money. So it was very, <laughs> but the, yeah. the crews <laughs> in Ireland were amazing. Um, and now, of course, Peter Pan is the biggest by far. Um, yeah biggest way biggest build that i've you know sometimes it's just like you're it's like you're looking around at the stages and like the stuff you're talking about building you're like but i have such a good crew that i'm just like all right we're gonna do this <laughs> they're like they these guys are like pros i'm like all right I tr- this is gonna this is gonna work <laughs> <laughs> that, but it's so stressful it's so stressful uh, is andrew know. shooting this one no andrew uh, he's not no. boyan who shot pete's dragon nice yeah um, oh, nice yeah we we talked about kind of your transition from, you know, I, would you say House of the Devil was like your first 
like full on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm curious about the transition from being, you know, like, obviously you still have people that, you know, you're reporting to, but having a team that you're leading, did that, what was that tra transition like for you to have like a full team of people that you're kind of like, uh, well, I think I remember, I think the, I did house Adele, but then when I did, um, uh, the sac the sacrament yeah. with, um, I'm like, is that what it's called with Ty? It was probably the first time I was really building like something significant. Cause we built that entire, the world, like it was just a field when we got there. Yeah. And I remember at that time I had done, I'd been so used to being in control and in charge of everything. Um, that I wasn't used to an art director. Like, I was like, what are you, you're, yeah, <laughs> or just sort of taking on the role of doing things I was doing that I, I was almost like, like annoyed and frustrated. And I, I, I remember going and, you know, calling that art director later on after I'd been doing more moves and being like, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. That was, I was difficult and kind of just didn't know. Like I had such a hard time relinqu relinquishing control. That trend. So that was sort of the first time that was really happening where I had to kind of just like where they would be having the conversations with the line producers about money and like doing the budget. And I was so used to doing that. And like, now I'm just so grateful. I don't, now I'm just like, you got this? Cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> You're talking to them. The okay. <laughs> like, so that <laughs> it's just something you, you just learn because I came, I didn't come up, people come up through the studio system. They understand the hierarchy of who yeah. does what, mm -hmm. but in the indie world, you're like making it up a little bit. You you kind of know and you start to learn and you figure it out. And every movie you do, that's a little bit more. You have a little bit more crew because I decorated on, you know, on, on Cabin Fever 2. I always credit that lead man for kind of teaching me how to be a decorator because like, I don't know, I really didn't know what I was doing on a bigger movie. And he really showed me so that when I went to do other smaller movies, I was like, this is how it's done, guys. So you yeah, just pick cool. up. You, I was just picking up a little bit on every movie until I got to like, Pete's Dragon. And when I got to Pete's Dragon, I was so lucky to do that movie in New Zealand because I just had the nicest and like top notch, like Lord of the Rings crew. Yeah. Just yeah. really, you know, I almost didn't do that movie because I was like, who's, they, that's never going to happen. You know, David told me he was doing it. I read the script. He asked me if I wanted to try and get the job. And I was like, I was trying to write and direct something. I was like, ah, I'm just going to work on my own thing. Don't worry about it. And then a friend of mine, Michael Simmons, who's a DP, emailed me or text me. He was like, are you doing that Pete's dragon with Dave? And I was like, nah, I think I'm, I'm going to like do this this summer. And he wrote back, are you fucking crazy? And then I was like, Oh my God, I'm making a mistake. And I literally text David, like, have you hired someone? He's like, not yet, but we're about to. And then like that, I like, I was like, okay, wait. And I had a meeting and you know, the producers really liked me and they liked my lookbook the best. And then they, they gave me the job, which was just like, I couldn't freaking believe it. I, you know, I was on, yeah. I was on, um, uh, in a valley of violence at the time. Um, yeah. And then we, you know, I luckily Ty and David are good friends too. And I had to leave during the shoot for two weeks to scout New Zealand, but because they're good friends, Ty is like, it's cool. <laughs> you know, and he knew my decorator at that point too, because we'd done a few movies and he was like, Adam's got it. So I got to leave. And then when I got there, I was so scared. Cause I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Total imposter syndrome I was like, yeah. I don't deserve to be here. I have no idea. They're all going to know. They're going to know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and it was fine. Like, you know, I remember when I had the interview, I was very honest about my ability, like what I knew how to do and didn't know how to do. But I was like, I trust that I'm going to have a team, a good team, and we're going to just figure it out, work it out. And yeah. I'm not afraid. And I always tell the people I hire, even on this movie, I was like, listen, we're going to be doing some stuff that I don't quite know yet how to do this. But like, 
I'm mm. not afraid to say like, I don't know how to do this. How do you tell me? Like, I think you have to know as you're coming up in the world and you're doing bigger stuff to not have the ego to pretend, you know, and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm just like, well, how are we doing? <laughs> Explain yeah. to me how we do yeah. this. <laughs> and what I learned, cause I was so open to that on Peace Dragon. I learned so much about VFX and just like understanding limitations and, but also mm. knowing, needing to know when to push and say like, we can make it bigger. We, you know, that's the thing yeah. you can feel like when you're young, for me as a younger woman, also, especially on that job, I was like three, four to just be like, okay, I guess. And then like having to find the voice to be like, no, yeah. like I'm not good at being like, you know, I think sometimes my team, they're so used to working with people who are like so demanding and I'm more like, What's the easiest way? That way? Okay. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm like, is that too hard? Oh, that's expensive. Okay. So it's like learning because I'm so, I come from a low budget word to be learning to be like, I'm sorry, we already spent like 5,000 on that, but I don't like yeah. it. Like finding those, those sea legs for me, like finding those designer legs of saying like, I know you painted this room, but you have to paint it again. That was like, yeah. a, a, that was like a transition for me. And I, I remember losing two sleeps a night, uh, two nights of sleep about the kitchen. We had, they had painted, you know, they, they just paint the cabinetry separate. It wasn't installed. And like, I looked yeah. at, it, I hated it. I was like, Oh my God, this is wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. And I, yeah. and it took me two days to be like, to say like, I like, you know what? And they were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cool. We painted. And I was just like, Oh, Okay. You know, just today I went down to the stage and there's a room that had gone built and I was like, this is small. Did I, I agree to this drawing? And it's just like, yeah. now I'm like, it's too small. Like there's no yeah. like, oh, yeah. no, I'm just like, now what I've learned through the years is as soon as I don't like something, I'm not going to like it. So it's like, yeah. I see a pink, like I'm on Itania, they painted something, they kept trying to convince me, give it a couple of days. And I was like, nah, nah, dude, I don't like it now and I'm not going to like it tomorrow. <laughs> so like you keep telling me. But like, you just need to repaint it. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> so yeah, yeah like, and I think th that's got to be helpful for people to to hear like that that was like a process of um, a, a lot of films that you made. Oh, yeah, you have to learn. And now, and it just takes time. It takes time. And uh, sometimes there's things I didn't get to change because I didn't have money, yeah. you know, and you just got to live yeah. with it. <laughs> on, on a ghost story, I went and repainted the living room myself one weekend because I hated the color <laughs> and then we had, we only had like PAs and interns that paint. So I was, I went to home Depot, bought some paint. I, I didn't even tell anybody. I just like went and repainted it. Cause I was just like, no, <laughs> like a certain, there are certain things that. that you have to change, you know, and this yeah. is after I just did peace dragon. So you, I, I could still get, <laughs> but I, you know, I definitely, I used to be someone who was, I'm still hands-on, but I used to be, I was shopping, decorating, painting, doing yeah. everything. And you have to transition as you get become a bigger designer because there's no time for you to do that. I spend, I mean, yeah. I miss it. I spend so much time on my computer now, just like drawing and like sending yeah. emails and having meetings. But I do like when we get to the point of dressing, I'm still really hands-on. Like I like yeah. to just be like alone on the set. I let the decorator like do the rough, but then I'm like, everybody out. I need to go yeah. in and like spend time alone in here because I think it, I find it too hard when there's too many people who are like waiting on you every, you know, like, yeah. don't move. Don't. Oh, let me get that for you. And I'm just like, I yeah. just, I can push the chair myself. It's cool. Yeah. But it's um no, but it is, it is a learning experience and just figuring out um, constantly. I think, I hope it always will be. I hope that I will yeah. forever be like finding new things that challenge me and then finding that I learned something on the last job. It's going to get really boring if suddenly everything is so easy. And I'm just like, 
this wallpaper, that color, and we're done. I'm going home. <laughs> I like that's going to be boring. I want to constantly be like pushing myself and wondering, am I making the right yeah. decision? You know? So I think, um, it's just always, and, but you have to know when to turn that voice off. It can be hard. Cause I mean, my assistants were like laughing at me. Cause I would just be like in the room, like surrounded by wallpaper. And every day I'd be like, I need these five samples. And the next day I'd be like, I need the eight more. I swear we're almost done. <laughs> it's just like constant, you know? And finally you're like, yeah. but then when you know, you're like, this is it. This is the one, yeah. but it yeah. just takes, it takes time. And you know, I like to be hey, sure. What do, you, what do you feel like is your, like, what is, setting your lookbooks apart you've mentioned it a couple of times uh in our conversation um i mean maybe i just think that who knows maybe <laughs> it seems like something's working no I mean, something's working because I, I try to get i have yeah. production designer friends who who came up as like my you know lead man or decorator and now they're like doing big movies themselves and i'm still always like they'll send me their lookbooks and i'm always like get rid, get rid of this get rid of this get rid of that too much here too much this they're like i think it's always about just being able to, if you can look through the lookbook, I always put mine in story order and see the film in front of you. And as soon as something jumps out and doesn't feel good, I'm always a believer of less is more. Don't yeah. pack a lookbook full of images. Find the images that actually speak to your vision. Yeah. And like you, you need, sometimes it's just one image for one set that this mm -hmm. is like for one moment that's going to speak to what you need. And if you end up, if you think I'll just put a bunch of images in there, then you're just watering down what's good you know what i mean uh, yeah. like so that's how yeah. i always feel and, and i think what sets it apart is because like i don't want to just be like here's a bunch of ideas i'm really rigid about being like here is my here's what i think rather than just being like it could be this it could be that because then it's like why are you hiring me if i'm just asking you right. to pick the thing like i'm like I, so i really try to put i really want it to feel it's been very thought out you know like what is this what is this uh this lookbook i mean i could so I, I just try to, I, I mean, I did, yeah. um, I can't, I'm being recorded. So I don't want to say about my, this meeting, cause it was, it's a, it's all off the books, but I met with the director this year. I didn't get the job, but it was like three meetings. And I think my lookbooks ended up being in total of like 300 pages. Oh my God. Maybe more. It was like 150, this one. And then the next one was like, it's like so long, but the project was this project that's there were so many sets and it's, it was huge. It's like a series. And it was just so big. And yeah. it's like a director that I'm like such a like nerd yeah. about, but I, you know, I didn't get the job, but I was just like kind of great in a way. I was like, thank God. Cause I don't know. It was like a three year commitment, you know, like one of those oh things. but I spent like a week and a half doing just every day. Like, <sighs> yeah. Well, like just trying you, to find where's it. Where's your, where's your source coming from? We talked, we talked about that a little bit. We already did. Did my internet guys. I, no, I it's no worries. I mean, I, I, I just have a huge database, but I spend so much time looking at photographers like over and over and over. And, and what, like what I even do, I didn't mention last time is not only do I have photo books and like every different location by location, but I also have it by um, photographers. I have like every yeah. time I find a photographer I like, I don't stop at the, the, the things that are working. I go through their whole, I look up every, I look up their name and I pull every fucking image that I, that I've seen of theirs and I dump it yeah. in a folder with their name on it. So Could now you give us your, your, your Mount Rushmore. What, of where I find? I, no, of, uh, of photographers. Oh my God. There's just too many. Well, I have to pull, I, let me pull up my, uh, my, my site. I had to like, eventually I had to put a secret, a code on mine. Cause I started to get like, 
too many people were using it. Like I did, there was right. a movie I didn't end up getting to do. And I, and then, but the art director and the set decorator stayed on. And then they told me that like that the new designer didn't do a lookbook and they were just using mine. I was like, got to change the password of my fucking shit. <laughs> no fucking way. Are you coming in and looking at my stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah that's messed up. There's, I mean, I, I, um, I, I love Todd Hito. I love Ned Golden. Um, when I'm looking for, hold on. Going into my folder called references. Look at my favorites. There's so Tadhito's many. Tadhito's amazing. I do love Tadhito for just feeling. Um, let me see some of my favorites. Um, I love Mark Cohen for color in like 70s. Gregory Crutzen, obviously, you're doing something a little bit more like, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're going for beautiful black and whites, Roy DeCaro. It feels very and, ghost story. Yeah. Crutzen always feels yeah. very ghost story. And Bruce Davidson, if I'm doing. Um, looking for that stuff but i also really love going uh, i'm mean, obviously eggleston you know mitch epstein is a favorite i like when i'm looking for real just kind of suburbia world mm. um i mentioned n golden um fred herzog is great todd he goes great um i like ernst haas who's really interesting um i like there's so uh philip lorca de Corte, obviously for some Saul Leiter, I mean, God, Saul Leiter. Yeah. Saul Leiter, Hel you know, Helen Levitt and, and Mary Ellen Mark. Those are also ones mm -hmm. I always go to. Mm -hmm. um, Joel Meyerowitz is great. He's got so much great stuff. Brad Moore and Martin Parr. Martin Parr, I love. Those are like my always go-tos. Robert Polidori. For anything textured, if you don't know Robert Polidori, you're going to look I at stuff. I love that you have like, all this categorized in your Yeah, mind. I'm really bad. Well, I'm, well, I'm really bad with names, actually. So I go, I have to like... I, some of them I can always remember, but then I'll just forget. So that, that's why I have to do this because otherwise I can't remember. Yeah. Um, Joel Sternfeld is another amazing um, photographer. That's just so much great stuff. Let me ask. Let me ask you yeah. one more question about lookbook stuff, um, and then we've got just a couple quick kind of lightning round questions. And if you're really in my inner circle, you get access to the uh, to the art to, Ooh, the, to the full chick. You could <laughs> probably make a little <laughs> salary off of that. Just, <laughs> yeah. just offer it up. Um, Twenty dollars a month. Yeah, I'm curious, kind of in in the process of you putting a lookbook together, you know, you are processing the script and kind of getting your head. So it feels like you know the collecting of photographs is like that feels like that happens later in the process. I would imagine, and you're really kind of like, you you know, you talked about like uh, you're making pretty decisive um, decisions on on like what your vision is for the production design. So how, what does that process look like for you? And I know it, it varies from film to film, but how long does something like that? I mean, it really starts really, once I get a meeting for a job, that's where it starts. And yeah. I read the script and then I am, usually I'll immediately think, oh, I'm going to look at this photographer. I'm going to look at this, this artist, or I'm going to just like start looking if it's historical, I'll start looking yeah. at, you know, historic archives. And I basically just start folders immediately. First I have like the, the whole, I call it like my, the dump, you know, where I just dump yeah. everything. And then I start to categorize it very quickly in the sets that I know I'm looking for very quickly. And I start pulling and dumping all those photos there. And then at first I just do a drop. I'm just dumping, dumping, not trying to spend anything too much that, time. Anything that feels right. If it just, feels right. I dump, dump, dump. And then I go back and I look at it. Yeah. This is all in my, and then I just start going delete, like pulling them out, deleting yeah. and putting them where they should go. And I'm like, this is here, this goes here. And mm -hmm. then I start putting them in like the into like my, whatever I'm using PowerPoint or if I'm using InDesign, I just start, then I start dropping them in and that's the thing that takes time. And I start trying to feel like what works. And then I start 
like not that one and then i just start that's when i start to carve it out it's in, all subtractive yeah in the design and when i'm doing it like my 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 uh powerpoint pdf or in whatever it is i'm using I, that's where it starts i start to figure out then it's always like I'm always, still to this day i'm like black background white background like i go yeah. so back and forth <laughs> this way vertical this way it's yeah like, yeah do you feel yourself ever getting stuck kind of like conceptually trying to figure out like this approach versus that approach? What am I going to? I think I try to keep it really simple. I think I try not to do too much like crazy. Like I'm just like black background and then I'm just trying to do like, you know, deciding I try not to overwhelm the page. So I'm always like, there's well, certain not, things. Not as much the design of the, of the lookbook, but more oh, the like, design of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like your ideas are, do you, I mean, I would imagine some scripts, things come quicker than other scripts where you're like, yeah, there's certain over. things I'll just keep, I just keep going. Like there's yeah. certain things that will take so long, but I don't want to put a lookbook in until I, if I don't have something. So I'll, that's what I'm with like hours and hours and, you know, just kind of trying to keep until I find it. I just like, yeah, you, there's always somewhere you haven't looked. So you just like, you start to get better at figuring it out as you're doing this. You're like, where, 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 where? Um, and then sometimes you don't, you never, maybe you don't exactly find it, but you get, you, you're able to sort of piece it together with just some images to get the feel of it. And then that's, I don't usually do concept art for lookbooks. You know, sometimes yeah. I'll try if it's uh, something I really, really, really want to do, I'll, I'll kind of get a little concept piece in there, but I usually try to wait. Oh, hey, Jim. Oh, I'm podcasting. This is the pr <laughs> producer of a. Uh, of yeah, Peter Pan and Wendy. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> We're recording right now. It's cool. I know. We can we share a wall so I can hear Jim laughing and, and joking over there. All right. So, so, <laughs> Bye. Sorry. Sorry, Jim. <laughs>